From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, October 22nd. I'm Sarah Reif. The Board of Supervisors unanimously denied an appeal to block a cell phone tower on Pine Mountain, about five miles from Willett City Center on Tuesday. And the second reading of an ordinance regulating a pilot program for growing industrial hemp passed along the same lines as the first reading, though it still meets with opposition from cannabis farmers. During the two-hour hearing on the wireless communications facility, AT&T representatives claimed the 143-foot-tall tower would enhance public safety and bring Internet to an underserved community. The appellants, a 35-member group called Neighbors and Friends of Pine Mountain, said they already have Internet and that the safety communication system touted by AT&T is expensive and unfunded. They disputed the necessity of one planning commissioner who recused herself during the June 4th hearing when the commission approved the project. According to a staff memo, on May 21st, the hearing was continued because of an overwhelming number of public comments against the project. At that time, Commissioner Marilyn Holtkamp said she would just vote no because in-person hearings were not possible under the current health orders. When the Planning Commission heard the item on June 4th, Holtkamp recused herself because of her earlier comments. A quorum of four commissioners voted unanimously to approve the use permit for the cell tower, and the Neighbors and Friends of Pine Mountain appealed it, bringing it before the Board of Supervisors this week. Cynthia Reiser-Jevins, who presented many of the appellant's arguments, said she was concerned about one of the safety aspects of the tower. Last night, how many of you felt shake, rattle, and roll? We had um, a 4.0 and a 3.8 earthquake, and they are centered right in this vicinity. Supervisor John Hashtag asked AT&T about seismic activity. Does at and T, have they taken that into consideration, the earthquakes in that area? I'm Jared Kersley here with uh, AT&T. Uh, yeah, we, you know, all, all, all towers are engineered per California standards that take seismic movement uh, into consideration. And uh, there's, there's no uh, history uh, of towers falling over during such earthquakes uh, in, in this area. Um, but, you know, as a safety net, the county has that one 110% setback to property lines, uh, you know, kind of for that reason. It's like a fall zone. So if this tower were to fall uh, due to an earthquake, it's not falling on any other uh, anyone else's property. But again, they're overly engineered uh, and take into consideration seismic activity. Chris Wilkes, the fire chief of the Little Lake Fire District in Willits, wrote a letter saying, quote, the largest undeniable breakdown in emergency services in Mendocino County is communication. We struggle for radio coverage and cell coverage on a day-to-day -day basis, and this is amplified during a major incident. The installation of the cell tower on Manginita Drive is grant-funded and helps move towards the state of California's mission to provide FirstNet communications statewide. FirstNet allows priority calling of first responders during major emergencies and creates redundancy in our coverage, unquote. But Linda Cardana-Davidson opposes the project, saying FirstNet has not come up during previous key discussions of emergency infrastructure in Mendocino County. My October 17th letter chronicles the board's response to the critical grand jury report addressing our county emergency communication system. On April 20th, over $1,600,000 was allocated for the public safety microwave phase one repeater replacement project. And on September 1st, in your grand jury response, a funding schedule was to be documented for phases two, three in the Sheriff's Dispatch Council. 
The board has committed to completing this estimated $11 million project with an updated, efficiently maintained ECS to ensure safety and welfare of residents and first responders. Nowhere in this client first plan or grand jury recommendations is FirstNet mentioned. The cost of a FirstNet contract with the county and subscription rate plans for first responders would add significant expense to the ECS funding schedule. Several of the appellants also said that Pine Mountain is not an internet dead zone and that they're well served by other internet and cell phone companies. AT&T said it was filling a gap in its service. The Telecommunications Act of 1996 does not allow local governments to regulate wireless communication facilities on the basis of radio frequency emissions, but many of the appellants argued that the tower would blight the character of the neighborhood. After each side explained the flaws and the other's presentation of the matter, the board voted unanimously to approve the project, with a requirement that the tower be mitigated with a monopine, which would make it look like a pine tree and be about 10 feet taller than originally planned. The hemp pilot program is still moving forward, though cannabis interests are upset about the possibility of cross-pollination and pesticide drift. Monique Ramirez of the Covalo Cannabis Advocacy Group laid out a long list of mitigations she wants hemp farmers to abide by. Number one, there needs to be documented proof of female clone receipts to match the number of plants that are grown in field. There needs to be THC testing to be sampled randomly by the Ag Commissioner before harvest and the fees charged to the operator for inspection time and testing costs. This is not something that the farm should be submitting. That is a conflict of interest. Um, taxes need to be in, imposed on operators. There's no discussion of that. There needs to be multiple inspections with multiple inspectors for possible hermaphrodite tendencies. Deputy County Council Matthew Kudrowski explained what would happen if the board simply allowed the moratorium on hemp to expire on February 4th of next year. Cannabis has been treated very much separately and differently by the state and federal government. Uh, Here we have hemp, which is a traditional ag, uh, ag crop that can be grown and it would fit within those, and there wouldn't be any other regulations than what there would be for row and field crops. The second reading passed, with Supervisors Hashtag and Ted Williams dissenting. The pilot program will allow five hemp farmers a year for the next two years. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org.